Welcome to Pushing Dirt. I'm Camilla Ranson, and this is your one-stop shop for everything real estate, whether it's buying, selling, renting, development, city planning, interior design, architecture, the history of architecture, homelessness, feng shui, real estate agents, and the odd but necessary ghost hunting. It all applies, and you don't want to miss it. Welcome to Pushing Dirt. I am Camilla Ranson, and this is the podcast on everything real estate. And we're going everything, everything today because I'm very excited about my guest, Laura Carrillo, who I've known for a long time, but I actually got to know her through her work. And she is a feng shui master. And her story is amazing. And her stories of how she's also evolved will be amazing. So welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me, Camilla. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know some of your <laughs> stories, but I don't know all of them. And also, I think um, feng shui is something that a lot of people do. Maybe, you know, also a lot of companies do it, even without telling people, because it's it just creates a good harmonic place to work, you know? Um, anyway, so let's hear how <laughs> it started. How did you find feng shui? How did that become your job? Well, I was always really into metaphysical things um, as a child. I mean, it started with astrology, then numerology, and then as I got older, I discovered feng shui. And How old were you when you discovered it? Oh, feng shui, probably more in my 20s. Oh, okay. Um, and I had read these all these books about it. And I used my home as like a little lab <laughs> to test it out. Uh, and I just was, you know, I thought it was so cool and I was fascinated by it. And I had this experience where I had this job. I mean, I wasn't working in feng shui, obviously. I was just uh, studying it as, as an enthusiast. I was a feng shui enthusiast for many years. And then I had this job in outside sales that wanted to move me to L.A., and I was living in San Francisco at the time, and so the transfer of the job happened very quickly, and I had to take this apartment sight unseen. Okay. <laughs> I know, that's a, just a terrible idea. What? But, <laughs> but I had been to L.A. on business, you know, travel, and so I knew the city a little bit, and the neighborhood was—I knew the neighborhood. I knew the street. It oh, was, that's nice. It was yeah. sweet, sir. It was West Hollywood. It was a fairly walking neighborhood for, you know, for L.A., mm -hmm. because I was coming from San Francisco, where it was a walking neighborhood, and I'd lived in New York, so I wanted a little bit of that vibe. Right. And the place was beautiful. Um, you know, it had hardwood floors. It was Spanish, you know, that, that yes, style. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and it was in a great neighborhood, and it looked gorgeous. It had moldings, all the things. Mm -hmm. And so I I had my, – my parents live not far from L.A., mm -hmm. so I had my father go in and secure it for me, you know, sight unseen. And then I, when I got here, I realized that the space – did not have the best feng shui. Um, it, it was at a deficit on two major levels. For mm -hmm. one, the numerology, it was a four, and in feng oh, yeah. shui or in Chinese, that rhymes with death. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to mean like a literal death, but it's still not great. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but a four can also be a, like a grounding number, but it, it typically means hard work. So... Yeah, I've used in some four houses. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that wasn't great, but the biggest issue for me was that it was an L-shaped 
home or an L-shaped apartment, Mm -hmm. which basically means if your space is not a complete square or rectangle, something is missing from what's called the Bagua map. And that's an energetic map in feng shui that addresses every area of life of which um, there are nine. So there's career, there's skills and knowledge, travel and helpful people, health, family, Um, children and creativity, fame, prosperity, and love. So all those nine centers, you know, in order to have a really good balanced home, you want to have all of those areas. And in this particular home, ironically, it was missing the career gua. And I moved there for my career. So I was like, that can't be good. (laughs) Um, So I... I called a feng shui consultant. I I was like, okay, I know enough to know about feng shui that I don't know enough to handle this situation. Mm-hmm. And I and I come across a lot of my clients today are people who tried to do it themselves. They read some books and and or they went to someone else that maybe practiced a different style of feng shui and it didn't mm-hmm. work out for them for whatever reason. Um, so. In any case, I hired um, this woman. I'm going to tell you guys her name because she's great. Her name is Tess Weishurst, Whitehurst, and she's written a lot of books. So you can, she's got books on feng shui and magic. She's like, you know, a witch, um, <laughs> but like a good witch. Good witch. And <laughs> she has a podcast too. Um, I think Magic Monday. I'm so going to check that out. Oh, it's yeah. really good. I, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm all about paying it forward. So, so because she changed my life. So she came over. And did, you know, did feng shui. Um, And it was, what I discovered was that feng shui is, it's not like interior design. I mean, yeah, there's that component to it, but it's really like house therapy. Mm -hmm. And um, the house reveals so much about our lives that people don't even realize. It's like a mirror. So what she saw, obviously, was the missing career gua. And then what else she saw was that I had my my home office, because I was working from home at the time, and it was in my love gua. And I was like, she's like, you can't have it there. You need to move that immediately. I was like, why? I didn't even know that was an issue or a problem. And she's like, because basically your career becomes your primary relationship, right? And then um, you don't have any space in your life for love. You don't have any balance. So I was like, oh, okay, but because this home was missing, not only the career guard, it was also missing travel and helpful people. It was like a big L. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're like, that's, that's problematic. Um, but so she had me move my desk. And um, I moved it into my family gua because I didn't have a lot of options in that space. There was no career gua. You know, there's no travel and helpful people. And both of those actually would have been excellent places for a home office. Um, But they did not exist in my home. So I put it in family, which, you know, okay. So six days later, I got laid off from my job. <laughs> so, oh, but, she moved the desk. And I she could was... have been really pissed off at Tess, but if you think about it, I had basically severed my primary relationship by moving my desk from that love gua into my family gua. And while it sounds terrible that I lost my job, it the the narrative of the home, the story of the home didn't include my career. It wasn't even about my career. Right. And um because I had done really good feng shui, you know, she had showed me how to balance the energies in the home, I was still very well taken care of. I got a six-month severance, and at the time, I was making very good money. So that six months, I was able to—severance, I was able to stretch out, and then eventually I got unemployment, and my family was super supportive. 
Um, so I was like, here I am in LA. I just moved here and I fertile ground, fertile ground, right? And that was the year that I became a vegetarian. I I started studying Buddhism. I started painting. It was like a year of self cultivation. That's a wonder. It's amazing to have that time to yourself that you can do that. Yeah, and and that. So what I also learned about feng shui from that experience is that. There are chapters in our lives, even if a place has so-called bad feng shui, it's not really the end of the world. There's a reason. There's always a reason that you're there. I wouldn't be the feng shui lady if right. – and, and by the way, that's trademarked. I really am the feng shui lady. She is. Um, I wouldn't be the feng shui lady today if I hadn't had that, that experience and seen my story play out. Right. Just as the home was reflecting back to that me. That home wanted you to do something else. Yes. Yeah. And it was going to help you by moving the desk. And, <laughs> and believe me, I looked for a job that entire year, but I couldn't get one until I let go of the freaking apartment. I mean, immediately after I let go. And it was so beautiful. I didn't want to let it go because it wasn't a really nice neighbor and all that stuff. But, like, I wasn't going to get anywhere in my career <laughs> until right. I moved. And, um, and yeah, it was it was. Interesting. I was like, oh, look at that, immediately after I let it go. So most places, I would say, are not square. Yes. And this is a lot of the work that I do. I help people (laughs) balance the energies, understand the energies, and navigate. Because really, good feng shui is navigating the energies. You're never going to have perfect feng shui. Like even in the home I live right now, my fame gua has a sink in it. And so, and and if for everyone, so there's elements associated with different guas and the guas are the different energetic centers. So the fame gua or energetic center, the element for that gua is fire. So if you have water there, water's putting out your fire and it's not great. So I have to constantly, I'm like candles, lights, you know, and then wood feeds the fire plants, etc. like in order to to compensate for that that gua. And fame isn't just like fame, like, you know, famous, but you know, we're in LA, so people are probably really interested in that fame gua. So fire, 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 light it up. Put some plants there. Um, but it's also, you know, how you're seen. Right. Do you are you seen in a positive way? Are you seen negatively? Are you even seen? You know, that could just be even like to get to oh, date or to yeah. get a job of any sort or to. Or to... are you letting yourself be seen? Exactly. So it was, you know, so that's a really important. Um, it's how you're perceived, how, you know, how well you're seen, if you're even seen, et cetera. Right. I actually like that. I didn't even think of that. Like you're letting yourself be seen because fame is is such an odd <laughs> yeah. experience. So that's really what like being seen and. I think sometimes we attract things so we don't get to be seen so we can sort of hide <laughs> for a while, you know, and like blame it on God knows what, you know. Well, there's chapters in our lives where, you know, it's it's good to be a little bit more, um, you know, like COVID. <laughs> I know. Like that was the, one of the most amazing more, uh, creative times in my whole entire life. It was, I mean, if it hadn't been because of a horrible illness and disease, it, I would have just... I mean, I had like at one point eight months to myself where I got got a lot of stuff done. Right. And um, but then it's like like how weird are you going to be on the other side? You know. Uh, so, so I I think it's interesting when uh, and when and also just feeling good in your place. 
Yes. There's sometimes this just that thing of, and especially for me, because I love setting up a space very beautifully and everything. And so if I have to put something in a place that would help me, but I don't think it should be there, that's excruciating for me. <laughs> that's just like... I know, I've yeah. worked with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like... I just am like, no, I'll just sell the house. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not. But it is, I'm just thinking of the house I just bought. And I'm like, not a square. And I knew it. And mm-hmm. I knew it when I bought it. But I, I, I mean, I but had to. But there's ways. Like, if you, own, if you own the lot, I mean, there's things you can do outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, then it, let's say if somebody's missing a love guan, it's outside in their patio. I'm like, well, you should have a beautiful romantic nook out there with a table for two and some flowers and, you know, go out there and have a glass of wine in the evening together or, you know, have dinner out there, etc. Like there's ways to activate those guas that are missing, even if they're outside, especially if you own the property mm-hmm. and can do something out there. And then yeah. there's symbolic ways. I mean, a lot of the work I do, I'm, I'm curing and compensating for for missing guas. I mean, that's, it's just, it comes up. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because the woman who uh, owned it before had like a whole cleanse done and everything. She was very into that. And yeah. So, um, but, um, so you are in LA and now you've found your way that feng shui is going to be, now you're in LA, you found your way with feng shui. I did not, <laughs> I mean to rhyme. Um, and did you find the apartment that you felt, this is where I belong and this is where I trust I can have the right elements? So I moved. I got a job, obviously. And I hired Tess again because I wanted to be sure. And trust me, this next apartment was a full square. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or actually, it was more of a rectangle. It was wide. Um, and that actually even has an energy to it. If your place is like, wide, you're more like social and open. If your place is long and deep, you're more insular. Like there's all kinds of things. Everything means something. But um, so I moved into this place. I hired Tess again and she's like, girl, you got this. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, she actually recommended the school that she attended, which is the Western School of Feng Shui. That's where I I got certified. Um, And, you know, I went on to do that um, not long after. I mean, also, you know, there's more that happened. That year was really crazy. So she had said, I think you you should, I could see you doing this as a career. Um, and she also, you know, taught me some magic things. But um, I had to have a major surgery that year, mm-hmm. like a major surgery. Wow. And after the surgery, um, I, you know, as I was recovering from it, I was like, if not now, then when am right. I going to follow my bliss? Yeah. And that surgery was so traumatic that... Um, I was like, life is short. I could die tomorrow. Like I could be, you know, I don't know. Anything could happen. I'm going to I'm gonna pursue this feng shui thing. It's um, so amazing that you're sort of conscious of that. Because sometimes when you go through traumatic things, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But the fact that you're like, okay, this is some sort of, you know, a little bit of a pause I've gotten where mm-hmm. I can get myself together, which is very hard to do if something is traumatic. And I commend you for being Thank able you. to do that. Um, it. So I, 
I got like a bonus for, you know, I was doing outside, I was selling money at the time, which is really ridiculous. She was selling money. For Travelex. Um, I think they're called something else now, but um, anyway. I mean, it's a precursor to Bitcoin? No. <laughs> no, it's, you know, when you travel and, yeah, and remember, you have yes. to get like, convert your money, uh-huh. you know, to the euro or yen or whatever. Anyway, I was doing that at the time and I was like having a nervous breakdown because I was really bad at it. I mean, I was good at it, but I was but I hated it. And I'm not very, uh, I'm very right-brained. So all the math was really calm. I was like, oh God, is that enough zeros? You know, was it yen or was it euro? Like, what do I? I'll just wing it. Yeah, and I was was wearing this headset at the time and I was was like, you know, because the dollar changes every, I don't know, three seconds Mm -hmm. or something like that. And I'd be like, do you want to commit? Do you want, because you had had to lock in the money. So it was so stressful and it was so, it was so much money that I was moving around Uh that I was, I would have panic attacks Mm -hmm. and I would cry every day in the bathroom. It was just, I was like, anyway, so when I got my bonus, so I was, I was good enough at it to make, you know, a bonus. I mean, but I didn't enjoy it. I guess that's more accurate. I was just like, this is going to kill me. Um, So I took my bonus money and vacation time and I went to feng shui school and then you know then I quit my high-paying job <laughs> to become a feng shui consultant which is pretty nuts because yeah because in the beginning it's you it's, know I yeah. paid my dues I'll say that <laughs> yeah. I paid my I dues. mean this is why I love to hear the sort of beginning of the story of why are you doing this because it's never a casual choice anything within real estate and also Certainly, feng shui. It's not like, do I want to be a nurse or do I want to be a feng shui expert? Sure you know, how like, do it for the money, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> like you have do to it really, it you have to really love it. Yeah, you know. But that's also why it can't be a hobby, because the minute it's a hobby, it's like you don't want to go to work. You just want to be at home, you know. So, because I have this thing with a, a lot of my hobbies my careers you know it's a nightmare sure. it's a horrible nightmare every it single is? time I think I have something that I can just enjoy and be bad at then suddenly it becomes this thing of like oh my god I really could and blah 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 you know and oh, then you, you get set- really obsessive oh yeah yeah and then I start setting up companies and then I have 10,000 thing go- things going at the same time and so um so I understand this thing of like really finding your passion and honing in on it and sticking with it yeah, you know? but I realized very quickly that I wasn't just <laughs> that I actually needed a a job, an adjacent job. So I, I worked in furniture for years. Like I worked at HD Buttercup, I worked at Environment Furniture, I worked at West Elm. And honey, that was brutal. Retail in LA. OMG. Really? Um yeah. Yeah. In, in Are the people not nice? Mm. Mm. So I right. mean some people are, but the, but you experience a lot of that um elitist yeah thing. that's not cool yeah. yeah but uh and not everybody I, I have to admit you know I was such I was I was there with an agenda I was there to to teach the world about feng shui and to <laughs> share my gifts and not no, everybody, I'm not gonna put that pillow there I'm gonna teach you yeah <laughs> not everybody was interested in what I had to say about feng shui and and I and I I realized that but there were plenty of people that that were so it was it was it was tough because I was I was on a mission Right. And um, I'm still on that mission. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'll tell you a little bit of how we met. And my free story to that was that many years ago, I had a big old house really in the Hollywood flats before it was Hollywood. 
And, um, you know, we had to make citizens' arrests on the street. Oh, my We had hypodermic needles in our backyard. because It was a crazy thing, but it was a very happy house. It was a five-house Mm-hmm. And we were three women who lived there. And first we were two. And when the third moved in, it was just an energy that went, you know, and um, for a long time for better. And then, you know, a little bit for worse. And I remember we suddenly got into, we were all dating people or whatever. And we suddenly found this book that was called Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. I love that book. I love that book. It's and so good. Is Karen Kingsley? Is it Karen I, Kingsley? I think, it, I think I still have it because I it's, was going through all my stuff. It's one of my favorite feng shui books, and I, I recommend it to clients. It's It was so funny because the love gua of—then we did our room separately, mm-hmm. which, you know, and the love gua in my room was in my closet. My closet was tiny. Oh, no. And it was not— it did not look like not sexy. Not sexy because also <laughs> I sometimes had a hard time deciding what to wear when I was going out, and it was just like, you know, terrible things happened in that closet. And I was like, all right. So I had some sort of pink old school um, uh, wallpaper that I mean, it was antique wallpaper that I got for a friend. So I was like, I put a little bit of that up, and then I cleaned up, sure. and within two seconds. This guy that I wanted to be my boyfriend called me, and li- this literally struck, like we yeah, were on like, fire, ding, ding, ding. like like all yes. like the women were just we were all like on a path, and we were not going to be brought off that. You know, it was just it became a whole thing, and it's and, fun, right? It's yeah, like there's this cause it, it's and really fun, and it, it's I mean, yeah, it was just, and then we realized that. The house is also an L shape because it had been added on. It was from 1921, and then it had been added to in 1935. And when I first moved in there, the person who had lived there, who had lived there her whole life, um, like there you could still see her little shoes and everything. So I had to, like, I moved in there with a boyfriend as well. So I went through a whole lot with that house. And it got to be a happy house eventually right. with, um, with the three of us. But um, the love area was kind of not there because it was an L shape, but there was also like a room where we had our washer dryer, but it was kind of also a mess <laughs> because of store stuff in there. And it was a funny house because had we been professionally people who are just supposed to draw people in and make people feel amazing, we would have made money. But it was a tough house to make money in. And we had so many, I mean, I had so many experiences of like this is it this is it this is it oh. in that house and um but that's it, LA too let's face yeah, it yeah no it totally was but um but I also got a lot of good stories a lot of yeah. great stories and a lot of like really that happened you know and um so eventually we all moved and um I think a few moves later <laughs> because I had like several moves and bought and sold houses and I had gotten um, an apartment that I always wanted up in in the Los Feliz Towers. And luckily, there had been, like, some water damage on <laughs> the floor. So I got to, because I was renting that, I got to decide what the floor should be. And I was like, I just oh, want concrete. I love that. I just want concrete. And she's like, I don't really, I'm like, no, leave it as it is. Just polish it. Because I, I like the color of, like, I like the color of a dreary day, you know? Oh, no. And so, no, it looks like it's going to be a thunderstorm. I'm like, that's my color, you know? And so, and I was sort of like, Camilla, I think it's time for you to have 
a real relationship. And I was like, really? Mm. And I was, I felt like I should just have somebody really come in and feng shui the place, you know? And I went through quite a few people. And before that, I had some, I had met one, another person before that. This is so, I don't what know. What number <laughs> was I? When you, when you got to me, because I, I was traumatized. You, I, I know. Yeah. And, and you, your understanding of feng shui was really confusing yeah, to me. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Because I went from, I went from black hat, like the uh, change, move your stuff, change your life. And that was fun, 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 I fun, love fun. black hat. Yeah. And that's I, pretty much what I do. Yeah. And so then I found this woman who did it entirely differently where every compass, year, compass, every year yeah. you literally have to like move turn. your front door. Or, yeah. Or, and if, or like, if, you're, if you're married or in a relationship. In a different direction. Yeah. Uh, your partner would have to sleep with the, his feet. If, this, and I was like. Especially if he was a different qua number. No, I know Oh my God. I was like, this will never and then she was like did my life thing or your and, and she was like yeah she was like and we went, did you did you lose a baby at one point which i did um uh she was like baby in the grave baby in the grave oh and i was like oh yeah <laughs> i think and i sort of had to sort of back out of, of the room and she's like you're just you need to buy this thing and this thing and this thing so many different crystals which I did I was like I am screwed if I don't do this and so I brought those things home and I just could not be bothered to swing around with this crystal wand when I didn't know what I was doing well, and so yeah. so I was like there has to be something better and I and I wanted to be in a really I was sort of like do I want to be in a relationship now and I'm like just put yourself out there and sure. just see what happens and um, I, I went online dating for the first time, and I never wanted to do it. I've always been like, it's so embarrassing. I can't just say, like, everybody, everybody's going to know. Yeah, everybody's going to know because they're on it, you know. And so um, so I had you come over because I was traumatized from Crazy Lady, right. you know, which sometimes still rings in my head. She said a few other things, and I'm like, well, you know, it's just like your brain just naturally goes to negative things more than positive. That's just and, how and we're here, set up. Here's you know? the thing that I'd like to say about that because there are a lot of people don't understand this, and we sh- and I should, you know, I want to clarify because I feel like it's sort of my job to. There's a lot of different schools of feng shui. Now, all roads lead to Rome, but there's different ways to get there. The school of feng shui that I practice is, is very organic, and it's actually the original school of feng shui. It's called form school. And it's before Compass School came out. You know, it's long. It's it's before Compass School, and it's just, I, to be quite honest, it's a lot less dogmatic, mm-hmm. and it's a lot easier to apply in Western culture because I think directional or compass is amazing when you're building a new structure. But what we're dealing with today in modern day society is mostly 90% of the time pre-existing structures. And I like to work with the floor plan as it exists, not as we would like it to exist. So I treat every environment as its own universe. As soon as you walk in the door, it's its own universe. Right. And it's an inside job. That's how I treat it. I love that. I I mean, it's you call somebody in because you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then you're really, it's still you. You're in the house, you know. Like yeah. you can't change that. Like you're the bad feng shui here, Camilla. Nobody's ever said that. No, you want to honor. So, so the difference between, say, a directional practice and, and form school is that I'm honoring the floor plan, the flow of the energy, or the chi is what we call it in feng shui. The flow of the energy in that particular space, the way it actually flows, that floor plan. So I'm working with it. I'm collaborating, or you, helping my clients collaborate mm-hmm. with it, and. 
you know, maximize on the energetic potential in the space rather than fight it. You know, if you do compass, you're like, well, we we would prefer to be facing east, so we're going to do all this. So you have to move. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it gets very extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of the clients that, I, that I've ended up working with were – Survivors, <laughs> yeah, and then and then they just had all this. They, you know, basically, I was fixing what had mm-hmm. previously occurred. Um, and it's not to say I do think that there's that compass goal has value and it's amazing and and whatnot. It's just really hard for people who aren't like incredibly rich to 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 apply unless yeah. you're able to change your front door and and remodel your call the neighbor and be like I need to buy your lot because I need to build out there so I can have my love gua. Right. Okay. Or, or you're going to turn you know <laughs> I mean if you if you can afford to remodel everything and just start from scratch Compass School is amazing or if you're building from scratch Compass School is amazing. But um if you want to work with what you have Mm-hmm. Form school is amazing, and form school is amazing. Um, I like even... that because I like the, a sense of of history with things. So sometimes I don't want to screw around with too many things, you know. And, but that's also because I I design and I have like a certain aesthetic. And but I always think of you. I always think, huh? I know this is tricky. So you know, if I can't have the love gua and exactly where it should be in the house, I should have it where it would be in the, if this was square. And then, I could, you know, like I always think of those things. But I wanted uh, to tell you specifically how um, I met Laura, what happened. Oh, yeah. So she came in to my um, beautiful apartment um, that was probably all glass and cement because <laughs> that was what I was feeling at the time. <laughs> and... Um, and she also was like, don't you want, do you want, don't you want love? And I was like, oh my God, I guess, you know. So she came in and did her thing. I, I don't remember what you did. Well, your bedroom was. Well, was, that was my, that was my love. Wasn't that my, because you walked in and that was yeah, the Yeah, and the way you had your bed situated, you know, it was, I think you had your back to the door. And yeah, I it did. Was I, weird I, thing. Yeah, yes. so, so <laughs> we talked about all that. I, I showed you where your love gua was and some, some tricks for, mm-hmm. you know, manifesting, maybe writing down what your intentions are and your goals. Right. And, um, yeah, and I, I just kind of gave you the roadmap. Right. Uh, of some a simplified roadmap. Like this is where this the, this area of your re- home represents love, and here's some of the ways that you can um, arrange your furniture that you already own mm-hmm. in the most um, auspicious way. I mean, I did begrudgingly move the bed where Thank I was you. like, this. But, but this is the funny part of the story is that, um, and then I wrote and I never remember writing this down because I'm not I forget to write things down and everything um the universe has to sort of go with me because <laughs> I forget to write those but and I but if for some reason I'd taken a, an old calendar and just written down I want to be engaged to be married in six months now that's not me like I don't have goals like that I'm always like oh, but that terrible things could happen and so and Laura had been in there and then I went on match and I met my husband. And it happened so fast. I was engaged within five weeks, which is, I will just say, this is <laughs> this is not the story. And uh, this is not how it should be done. And, um, and then we also got married. And uh, we were married, I will just say, a whole year. And I, I want to pause for a second because I know that the— 
the original, you know, feng shui consultant that you work with before said that you would never get married. And one of the things that I wanted to like clarify too is I, I don't believe in, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when, when, uh, nihilist, not nihilistic, but, um, I don't believe in telling someone what they can't that they can't do right. anything or yeah. that whatever, even if they're astrologists or that. I think it's, with the universe, it's, it's timing, obviously, but it's also planting the seeds. So I was just showing you how to plant the seeds. Right. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, it, I just don't think it's helpful to tell someone that they can't have something. I, yeah, and, no, there was and, a and lot was of things like, that I couldn't, yeah. Absolutely, you can have love and absolutely you can plant these seeds. And, and what the universe, the, the whole thing with feng shui is it's a collaboration and and you're just like I'm going to plant these seeds, and and then the universe. And if the seeds aren't meant to grow, then they won't grow. So right. so just because you do something, but if the seeds are meant to grow, they will grow. But if you don't plant the seeds, they're never going to grow. Right. And that's really the point. It's like energetic farming. And you planted the energetic seeds. Energetic farming. How great is that? <laughs> you planted the seeds of love. I really because, did, and it just yeah. You set the slap me in the face right there. Well, you could have. <laughs> a little bit I think just saying I want to get married like you could have I could have been more specific but I don't even remember like writing that down in my chicken scrawl and closing the book and because I, I had a thing of like I, I you know I don't want to be a princess it's not the biggest my biggest dream but I was like I should be doing that now you know that's what I should right. be doing you know and really you, you're you're supposed to channel the emotion of like the kind of love. Well, I did. <laughs> so, um, so it's it's so fun when I think back on that. I'm like, it literally happened with the way I was feeling, which wasn't channeling love. I was in a completely different place than right. being in love, you know. And I was in a workspace, which I always am. And I was writing a movie that I was like, am I going to get fired? Because I don't know this is the movie I should be writing. And and so um, so it sort of all fell in because it, it was a nice distraction from me, mm -hmm. you know, and that's literally what it was. It was a right. really nice distraction from me personally. And so, and that's what, I, that's truly what I needed at the time. But also I think what's important is like, maybe you didn't manifest the perfect love, but you got to see like, oh my God, how powerful I am that I can manifest. Now, let me get a little bit clearer on what that's going to look right. and feel like. Right. But but it was nice to see that you got empowered enough to be like, I do have some, um, yeah. you know, authority over what happens in my life. You right. know, it, it's like... I am collaborating with the universe, and uh, we will collaborate, continue to collaborate, and get better and better. Yeah. No, I think it's, um, I always say that to women. I always, like, I, I always say, you know, they're, it's, you're not going to be alone if you want somebody. Like, it's this, that whole story that we hear, it's like, as, uh, as women get older, blah, 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 it is 100% not true. It is not true. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to be fine. Even more than fine, actually. Um, I know this. So um, so after, like, I met Laura. She did this whole thing. And I think you also did a cleansing of the house so once you, that I built. Once she, um, so she, then you moved. Mm -hmm. And then you called me when you were engaged. Or had you already been married? Were you were already no, married. No, we were. Yeah, we were married. You were time. married, yeah. but you had just moved into, like, your, because your I had house. Because I, I had to build it for so long. Like, it was. And like, you moved him into the uh -huh. house, and I did a blessing ceremony for mm -hmm. you guys. Um, 
but it still didn't work out. <laughs> no, and I think we were just very not suited. I mean, that yeah. was it. There was no way it could, you know, like I just wanted the house to be okay. You know, you you also really just wanted the experience of getting married. I remember you saying that, and and that you actually really enjoyed the whole experience of it. I love. Okay, so this is a little off topic, Which but this is, is what I'll say about marrying. And people are like, "Oh, you just want to get married for the party." Well, no, so. but yes, yeah, <laughs> because I had never, you know, I grew up in Denmark, and you don't have enormous weddings there, you, you know, right. and um, and it was it was my husband's third marriage, and everyone was like, oh, it's his third marriage, and I was like, I just figure he has more experience with being married, like it's a, <laughs> like it's a resume, has, yeah. like it's a resume, yeah. which is not how it works, you know, and so. Um, and he wanted a big wedding because he'd never had a big wedding. And my parents, who are like Danish and we're not having that and we're not doing, um, they suddenly became very excited about having an American wedding. <laughs> and so we had the whole thing. You know, I got to have the rehearsal dinner at my the new house that like, people were still hammering things in when the rehearsal dinner and... And a beautiful wedding. And the thing about weddings is, and I got I got it. I didn't get it until I was actually in the wedding, sitting there and looking around. I was like, never will all the people that I love be in the same room. Like, people travel from everywhere. Like, Denmark, Dubai. They were all over the U.S. and all my friends in L.A. And it was, it was, inc- it was so just so touching to me. And it was beyond beautiful and that like people will never be in a room like about that like my friends will never be in a room like that unless you know it's my funeral I'm just it's a little dark but it's but that's the truth you know and that was such a completely powerful thing and I was really happy I was really happy but I realized that the my happiness was about getting married, but also about the, that sense of community. Yes. That I that I, and I think that sense of community didn't exist in our marriage. But I, we sort of like I felt like oh my god we're manifesting this thing and it didn't exist. Um, so so I think that's that's where that's why I was like oh we need to bring in something you know because I don't think therapy is going to be enough and so I was like Laura. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can I can only do so much. <laughs> no, and I it wasn't I also wanted the house to feel good. But so I want to this doesn't have to be about me. Um but I wanted to like the listeners have to know that I usually when I talk to someone in here, I've been had an experience of what they do. I wouldn't ever remind, like invite somebody and be like, I don't know what you're talking about, but go ahead, you know. Right, right. Um so um so what are you doing now? Because I know you were doing also remote feng shui. Yeah, you know, well during COVID I I did everything virtually for close to two years. I mean you were doing that before, right? I was well? doing yeah. it before because I, it allows me to work with people anywhere. Uh-huh. Right. And I kind of mastered it. So I was like, oh thank God that I already know you know, that I've already kind of got a system going for doing virtual feng shui. Um, and now with the technologies that we have, whether it's Zoom or FaceTime or whatever, um, they can walk me around. And before 
I would do the consultations. I'd have them send me a floor plan, whether it was an architectural one or something that I had them sketch um, and some pictures and whatnot. And then, you know, we we do video conferencing um, in, in some fashion. So and then I would coach them for that's something that I've added um, probably since I worked with you, I would coach them for like a month after, like if any questions, send me pictures, da da da, anything, mm-hmm. um, then so that they're able to apply right. what my recommendations properly. Because you can give somebody the best feng shui consultation ever, but if they don't apply it correctly, yeah, and you forget, what have you really or, accomplished? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and then also now because I record them, they I can send them the video so that they can't forget. And then also right. I would email them all these support materials and all this stuff. So um, but now I'm back to doing live as well in person and I'm also got some other projects in the works that I can't talk about yet so exciting but I'm excited about this is such a perfect time to get you in here because you'll be coming back yeah um so right now what are you doing um you don't have to tell who you're doing it for just what like right at this moment what are you working on well I'm probably working on a book very soon (gasps) So there's that, and then I have um, some. Oh God, I don't. I don't think I can talk about it. Right. Uh, She's just that busy with yet being successful. But I'll be so. back when I can. Uh, when I'm ready to announce things more more officially, I'll be back. But I just it's too soon to talk about. But it's I mean, exciting, she really is and, the I, and you know, yeah, we just no, can talk about it. <laughs> um, but it's just. I mean, I, now I feel like I've known you. For quite a while. I think I've known you since um, 2015. Yeah. 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 And both our lives have changed <laughs> many times over. Yes. And which is how I like it, to be quite honest. And um, different chapters. Different chapters, sure. you know? Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I don't, didn't like this chapter. I'm not going to read the rest of it. I'm going to go to this one. Um, but so I'm definitely going to have you back. And I'm so excited um, to have you here. What Let's just take a couple of things that I think people will have in their house, like pets. How do we feel about pets? I love pets. Um, They activate the chi in your home. And so it's really important that your pets be healthy and happy um, because they're literally like activating the energy around the home. And they, they actually are very good feng shui if you have happy, healthy pets. And I love uh, that. same with plants, really good feng shui. Um, one thing uh, to be careful of that I will say is mirrors in the bedroom. <laughs> so it's like mirrors in the bed. Mirrors in the bedroom. <laughs> they activate yeah. chi, so it makes it hard to sleep at night. And for your relationship, let's say you have a mirror across from the bed. What uh-huh. it does is multiply the people in the bed. Right. So that's not so great in a relationship. It's like inviting. Inviting more people in into the your relationship. Bed. Unless yeah. you're into the whole uh, polyamory yeah, that's, that's thing, great. which I guess just is like blowing up right now. that up. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's, I'm, it's not for me, but I guess some people are really <laughs> having a good time with that. Uh, so if you're into polyamory, I guess the just, mirrors might not be mirrors. a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, but it, it also does activate. So when you go to bed at night, it keeps the room awake at night. It's just very, right. it's a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, it can, it multiplies the people in the bed, which can be, not great for a relationship even if it's just you that it's multiplying then it's multiplying the fact that you're alone oh yes and so, so it's not like bringing in a mirror and you'll bring in more people it's like no the mirror is like oh it's no white wrong kind of bringing in. Yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and and also the there's this you know 
folklore that your your soul leaves your body at night when it, and it sees itself in the mirror and it's very disturbing to your soul. Oh, so um, so there's lots of reasons. So, but I will say I. I do have a mirror in my bedroom, but I cover it at night, and it's not directly across from my bed. Right. So even when I'm, you know, even if I forgot to cover it, it at least the placement of it is not going to directly impact right. me. Right, and you cover it. And, and I cover it at night. Same thing with t- uh, TV, right? Cover it with blue? Well, I don't recommend TVs in the bedroom. Right, no, I, no, I don't have bad, it. But, bad, bad. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. bad. Yeah, no, it's that uh, distracts. It becomes a third person in a yeah. relationship. If if you're mm-hmm. in a relationship, it um it, it it also emits EMFs, so it's really bad for your health. And like, it's just you can watch TV in the living room. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not great. It's particularly challenging if you're in a relationship because people and couples end up just like watching TV instead right. of making love yeah. or instead of talking. Yeah, you know, it's just the bedroom should be for. Um, rest and romance. I mean, it's with the houses that I have and I rent out uh, furnished and everything. Um, like, people always say to me, you should put TV in, in bedrooms. And I'm like, nope. no, I mean, I'll put them in another, like, because they're like, sometimes people like to have two TVs. And I understand that, like, if they can't decide what to right, watch. Right. But then there's already like, what, you know? Um, but I just, I, I always think the bedroom TV just, that's like a spiral for me. Like, that's just like, I've right. had relationships where we had that. And it just, it just was it's not, it just started to feel like, a relationship, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, it, it, even the other, you know, what I was saying about mirrors can happen with TVs as well. They become a reflective surface similar to a mirror. So then there's, mm. that's another issue. So in my living room where I do have a TV, I keep it covered when it's not in use. And ideally, you know, people who have those, those um, cover, you know, uh, not a dresser, but something that they can place the TV in and close An the armor. door. Thank you. Yes, my brain is not working today. Um, but, yeah, it's ideal to cover the TV when it's not in use because otherwise it's always like, look at me, da-da-da. Mm. Um, and, and the other thing about emitting EMFs and whatnot. Right. So. See, this is we got a couple of little things here. So, um, Laura is the feng shui lady. That's that's your Instagram, right? Um, or is it so, narrative? So my my website is narrative space, like the word space feng shui, which is f e n g s h u i dot com. So narrative space feng shui dot com because my whole concept is like your story is being reflected in your home, and I help people edit their stories and write new chapters. Mm. You know. <laughs> Um, and then my Instagram is, I want to say it's narrative space. Yes, it is narrative space at narrative space. Um, and, but it's caught, but the, my name on it is the feng shui lady. So that's how you, and there's a little, um, uh, doodle of me with my cat. I don't know if you can see it, but it, it's like a little, I so changed, when you find, when you I see that, the picture that's around right. sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, right now it's a, it's uh, my friend, she draws and she drew me with my cat. But I don't know if you I can love tell. That. Yeah. And you're also, she's been in magazines like, and, and, um, El Decor, um, uh, I think LA Times, uh, a bunch of different, it's all on my website, but I've been published. So your website is, again, Thrive Global, space. I've yeah. written for, um, you know, Medium, that right. kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm at, at, um, at Narrative Space on Instagram, at Narrative Space Feng Shui, um, the website. Oh, and I have, um, it's also Narrative Space Feng Shui on Facebook. I have a Facebook page and group, like a Great. private group. So yeah. that's where you can find her. I'm all over the place. Yeah. 
Um, Laura Carrillo, thank you so much for being here. Thank I you really for appreciate me. it so much. It's such a it's just such an honor. Well, you're welcome and thank you so much for having me um, on your new show. <laughs> it's exciting. Congratulations. It's exciting. It is so exciting. Thank you so much.